Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. How many times over the last couple of years have we gotten to a point where we see the COVID numbers drop and we think, oh, maybe we're finally, finally through it. And then they start to inch back up again. Well, we're seeing that we have been averaging close to triple digits daily here in Sangamon County for the last week or so. Another 97 new cases today. Hospitalization started to bump up again in the last couple of days. What does it all mean? We go straight to the expert, Gail O'Neill, Sangamon County Director of Public Health, to give us an update from her perspective on where we are headed in the ongoing pandemic. Gail, as always, thanks for your time. Welcome back to the program. You're welcome. Thanks, Jim. Well, well COVID's just not done with us yet. No, it, it's not. And, you know, one of the things I, I want to ask before we get further into the, the data that we have is about the data that we don't have, because we know that home tests are a lot more available now. A lot of people, especially if they're having relatively mild symptoms, may just test at home and not actually go to, to see a doctor. So what, what we're seeing here, even with the increase, probably isn't telling us the whole story of how prevalent COVID actually is in the community, correct? Correct. That's correct, because there's no way to um, input that information into the state data system. So home tests are not included in these numbers. So we can assume that the numbers are twice as high as what we're seeing. Um, in addition, uh, while we saw the, the case numbers going up, and we've been seeing this for a couple of weeks now, the good news had been that we had not seen a commensurate increase in hospitalizations or in deaths. But now, just in the last couple of days, we saw local hospitalizations jump up again. We went yesterday from 9 to 15, and we're down one today. But still, uh, is that a harbinger of things to come? Are we uh, expecting to see those numbers moving back upward again pretty steadily as well? Well, we hope not. If people um, do get vaccinated and do boost, they may still get um, COVID, but it's sure keeping quite a few people out of the hospital. Yeah, our numbers are up a little bit, but the people aren't staying in um, as long as we'd seen before, and they kind of are cycling through getting some extra help in the hospital and then going home. But we're not seeing the deaths. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and it's an important point. People who are vaccinated, who are boosted are much less likely to wind up in the hospital. And yet even some of those folks are still getting it. They're still getting COVID uh, as we see the, the cases continue to bounce through there. Let me ask you about vaccinations, because uh, I, I track the, the county's updates uh, every day. You can uh, see this uh, posted at the website or at the, their Facebook page. And we had for a long time, it looked like we had plateaued at about 64 percent vaccinated in the county. Today's numbers actually say 62.5%. How did we go down in, in total popul- you know, percentage of the population that's vaccinated? I think that that was a, a change. It was a, a mistake in the chart. Uh, we kind of double-check our numbers sometimes, and it looked like there was um, a little bit of misinformation in that number in the chart. So right. um, it was corrected today. All right, so 62.5%. Uh, at one point, we spent a lot of time talking about herd immunity. How much of the population would we have to get vaccinated to be at a, a place where we could uh, start to think about herd immunity as really a path out of the pandemic? How, how close are we to that, or is that even something that public health officials think about anymore, given the ability of reinfection, even if you're fully vaccinated? Do we even really consider herd immunity as an important factor now? Well, actually, and, and you've talked with my friend Vidya and I, Dr. Sunderation, before, and she's recently said that with Omicron, when we got the Omicron um, variant in 
a lot of people. That was probably our January numbers where we had so many people that were infected that between the, the vaccination level being in the 60s and all the people that had been infected at that time, we were probably pretty close to having a, an immunity, you know, a herd immunity um, in our community. But um, right now we're looking at, you know, two more variants of the um, Omicron. So uh, it's much more um, contagious and um, comes on quickly. And, you know, people don't seem to be as sick. So I think we're just still dealing with um, these variants and the things that the virus can do out in the community. You mentioned two variants, and I know I've been seeing about the, the BA2 variant of, of Omicron. There's another one out there as well that we've seen in the community? Yeah, there's another one that's a BA12 something. It's, uh, yeah, it's starting to pop up its head. So that's uh, a little bit of a concern. It just keeps kind of changing as uh, viruses do from time to time. We're talking with Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill about the the COVID numbers going up again. And as we noted, uh, the one good news in in all of this, even as the numbers go up, is that we have not seen deaths increase. We haven't had a a new uh, Sangamon County death connected to COVID since April 22nd, I believe. And that number has has really uh, plateaued uh, after, of course, we saw uh, unfortunately, a, a fairly big spike in COVID-related deaths last fall and, and winter and into the early part of, of this year. Um, you know, again, I, I know it's uh, not necessarily all that easy to predict the future here, uh, but do you feel like maybe that uh, that number has leveled off, that we're not going to see that increase in fatalities, uh, even with the rise in COVID cases? I think most of our fatalities were of the uh, extreme elderly, and they are very well vaccinated and boosted and being, you know, appears to be pretty uh, careful, and people are being careful for them, I think, around the older uh, folks in our community. So they are not the ones that are, um, you know, having the bad outcomes and not not surviving their infection in fact the we just we're looking at some data overall since the beginning of this the number of people the age group that's got the most people that are um, infected are in their 30s um you know there was eight thousand of them out of the fifty six thousand so it's it's kind of been interesting to watch which age groups have been affected and um you know what we're seeing and where the deaths are well, I'm They're just kind of the people in the hospital today are all over the place. You know, we've got a, you know, there's some, there's a child there's some in their thirties, forties, um, maybe two in their nineties. So, yeah. um, you know, it's hitting it, everywhere. I'm double vaxxed. I'm double boosted uh, and got my booster as, you know, my second booster as quickly as I could. Uh, where do we stand now in Sangamon County in terms of people who are eligible for the second booster? Do we have a figure as to what percentage have gotten it and, and who is eligible right now to get that second booster? Well, it's still the 50 and older. Um so that that's recommended, and I think now um, we're kind of thinking, okay, so if you didn't boost, have a second boost and you're over 50, that you might want to think about it because now we're looking down the road at maybe we need a few months before the next one and what's going to happen come flu season. We think, you know, if there's more variants, they may be working on a vaccine that kind of is like we do flu where they try to see which which parts of the flu is coming from which parts of the country and kind of make the best vaccine that they can um, you know, see that's going to affect, you know, be most effective. And that, that may be happening this, this fall. 
as well. So uh, getting boosters now, they don't seem to last as long as we had hoped. So in another four or five months from now, we'll be looking at probably another booster. How about uh, kid shots? Uh, we've been hearing about uh, being able to vaccinate even younger children than what we'd had previously. Now I, I saw a report today about some approval for a booster shot for kids 5 to 11. Uh, do you have any updates on, on that and uh, who, uh, in terms of smaller children, uh, who can get vaccinated or, or how many shots they can get? Sure. Today you're right. Um, the FDA approved a booster. You know, this is Pfizer that's got the, the younger kids. Uh, a booster for the healthy kids, 5 to 11 years old, five months from their last dose. The CDC has to work on an approval first, you know, before that. So the FDA came first. And CDC has a meeting on Thursday to uh, approve or decide if it's going to be approved then. And then we'll get directions right away from IDPH that we can start that. And it's a, it's a third dose. It's, a, I mean, one-third of a full dose. So they've had the two, you know, be fully vaccinated, and then we'll get a little booster of a third of a regular dose. And do we have adequate supply of the, the vaccine for all those different levels, whether it's, you know, first dose or second booster or kids' doses? I'd been hearing that some parts of the country were a little bit concerned about maybe some shortages in, in vaccine. Are we uh, fully stocked? We are fully stocked, and uh, Illinois is doing really well with that. We have plenty, and, you know, we probably have more of a concern of not having enough people to empty a whole vial, but we're still one person at a time trying to get people to vaccinate. So we have no shortage of vaccine at this time. You know, it's interesting. In the last several weeks, I can't tell you how many people I know, myself included, who's come down with something upper respiratory. And, of course, the first thing you think is, oh, brother, here we go. Uh, You know, I had a cough. I had laryngitis. I had all, all sorts of things going on. Took a couple of home tests, came back negative, finally went to a doctor test came back negative and they said there's a lot of this going around there's a a respiratory bug going around but it's not covid what do you know about that and and is it in some way related to covid or is it because of you know all the you know masking and precautions we've taken did we uh, are did our immune defenses weaken during that time what the heck's been going on with that yeah, that's, that's a good question. I had a similar thing with laryngitis, which I've never had before, and it was not COVID. But, you know, it's seasonal probably with our change of weather that's been kind of extreme. Um, allergies, that could be another, you know, virus going around. I'm not sure what the reason is at this point. Um, and maybe it is that the vaccines are focusing most on, um, you know, on the COVID. However, there's been um, influenza back this year that we didn't have before because of no we assume that's because there was no um there was lots of masking going on then and then suddenly to be unmasked that um you know it's hard to tell why everybody's immune system's trying to work on all the normal um diseases out there and then you know with COVID added to it so there's quite a few different bugs going around I think we're all just more aware of our our health which is good (laughs) that people are paying attention and staying home rather than taking a chance to spread these these germs to other people well you started out by saying that uh, you know it's not over covid isn't done with us yet but we're heading into a time now where we're going to be in a lot more crowds just a lot more events going on uh, fortunately some of this will be outdoors but some of it will be indoors as well what are you recommending for people with any time they're going out uh, in a non-family outside your own bubble situation where you're going to be around a lot of strangers and potentially fairly close quarters 
Yeah, right now with us being in a medium category, uh, I tend to just make sure I have a mask with me and start out with the mask and then kind of decide outside. You know, it feels a little safer because, we, you know, we're not on top of each other. But crowds kind of um, concern, concern myself and other people, especially if you've got family members or friends that you know are immune compromised that you may be close to. Uh, we just kind of have to pick up our caution a little bit higher than we have been. So um, if you can tolerate putting a mask on in a crowd or just think about it, especially if you've got any kind of, you know, sniffles or cold or some of the symptoms that you've had and uh, many others, you know, it's it's the right thing to do to put a mask on to protect others, in my opinion. Let's be careful out there. Gail O'Neill is the uh, director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health. Gail, as always, we appreciate your insight. Thank you for keeping us updated. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Jim.